0: to Latinx Like Me, the show where we embrace how beautifully diverse our community is while also celebrating the things that unite us. I'm your host, Emma Cárdenas. All right, we're officially rolling on the first episode, or the intro episode, if you will, of Latinx Like Me. I'm your host and executive producer, Emma Cárdenas, And I wanted to do this intro episode because I wanted to introduce myself and give you a bit of background on me. I wanted to share, you know, what the podcast is going to be about, um, talk a little bit about my guests and some of the topics that we'll be covering, Um, but a bit about me. So I was born and raised in LA. I'm a first generation Mexican American. My mother's from Michoacan in Mexico, and my father was from Mexico City. He actually passed away while my mom was pregnant with me. So I did grow up in a single parent household. Uh, I have an older sister who was actually born and partially raised in Mexico before coming to the States. So, I mean, right off the bat, uh, even in my immediate family, there are already some major differences in, in growing up between my sister and myself, you know, with two kids to raise, on her own, like my mom worked extremely hard and long hours to make sure there was always food on the table, a roof over our head, you know, I don't recall ever lacking any of the essentials and the occasional treat. So I was very, very lucky. I had a very happy childhood. Um, I was mainly raised in um, San Pedro, which is in the South Bay part of LA, which is, you know, kind of has its own vibe, which I really appreciate now. I think Back when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's such a small town, but, you know, it's a beach town, which is great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, my mom still lives there and and I'm lucky and I'll go down and, and visit her like every other weekend. Um, I think a big part of my childhood and why I was able to always have a relationship with my culture is, you know, because it was something that my mom fostered. So uh, my mom is one of 12. Which is a lot of children. (laughs) And, you know, six of those kids, including my mother, are all based in LA. So, my entire childhood and and even now, um, there's always, you know, you can always call your Theo if you need help with something. Like, I know the first few times I moved around LA, I called two of my uncles and they, They'd bring the pickup truck and load up my stuff and move it around. And that was easy. You know, no questions asked, whatever, you need help, we're there. And that's amazing. And, you know, growing up, it was it was the same thing. Um, there, it was always someone's birthday or it was a holiday or there were get-togethers because it was a nice day and we would have a carne asada. Um, so those are really, um, I was very lucky to have such a big family um, around all the time, which was amazing. So all my aunts, uncles, cousins, um, all of that was was super awesome. Another big part of my childhood that, um, looking back now, I really appreciate and realize what a privilege it was is, um, I don't know how she did it, but every summer my mom would take us to Mexico and we would go for at least two weeks. Um, sometimes we would go for an entire month, um, and we'd stay at my grandma's house primarily. Sometimes we would go to another city and stay with an aunt or an uncle. Um, But yeah, that was, you know, a really interesting experience. And I think I was very lucky um, at a young age to really be able to live two different ways of life. You know, I had my my way of life here in America and it's, you know, very comfortable. We have a lot of great amenities. <laughs> and then you go to Mexico and and you have to really adapt and and live by another set of rules and in a very different way. I think something that always uh sticks out to me very vividly is being asked, not being asked, being forced to do the dishes <laughs> at grandma's house. And you know, when someone tells you to go do the dishes here, it's very easy you you know turn on the faucet and you wash the dishes or you know if you have a dishwasher you throw everything in the dishwasher whereas at my grandma's house you have what's called a a pila and I think that translates to a well Um, but it was basically a big um, cement square like a massive cement square and on one side it was uh, full of water And on the other side, it was just like a flat surface. And so that's where you, you know, scrub the dishes. And then when you're ready, you take a little dish on the side and you splash water over from, from the pila side. And, you know, it takes a bit more effort. (laughs) So, you know, probably not so much back then because I was a kid, but looking back now, like I really appreciate that my mom was able to do that for me and, that I got to experience that and it really makes me appreciate my my way of life here but also the experiences that that I've been able to live um while in Mexico so that's um see what else uh what else can I tell you about myself I feel like I share some some of this in the conversations uh with my guests so you'll learn more about me I'm really an open book honestly you can ask me whatever (laughs) um but yeah you know one of the one of the main reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was you know when you think of Latinx or Latino whatever you want to call this community um we're not a monolith and I think that's a way that we're portrayed you know especially in the media and you know there's no one way, or there's no right way to be Latinx. Um, we come in all shapes and sizes and colors and accents, and and with that comes, you know, a million of different experiences, and and that's my that's my goal. That's my little, you know, granito de arena is to to share some of those experiences with you because we're so diverse and i think that should be celebrated and i think it should be known that we're not all the same and really despite all of those differences which i think are are beautiful there's also a lot of similarities that come to the forefront and i want those to be highlighted and celebrated as well and you know we'll also talk about the less savory side of being Latinx or growing up Latinx, um, especially here in America. You know, I feel like everyone's been discriminated against at some point or another. Um, we talk about, so yeah, we definitely talk about discrimination. We talk about racism. We talk about colorism. And that one's a big one because there are the more fair-skinned Latinx people like myself um, that, you know, me just speaking personally, like I really leaned into that privilege um, of being, you know, what people here may call ethnically ambiguous. Um, if you can't, you know, and, and in my head, if you can't immediately tell that I'm Mexican-American, then good, so I'm not going to tell you that I'm Mexican American, until it's like, absolutely undeniable, or it comes up. And and so that's what I did growing up, it was, you know, a bit of, of survival. And I think a lot of people have um, had that experience. So we definitely talk about that, where that is a massive privilege, that is white privilege in the Latinx community. Um, and we talk about that. And we talk about the flip side of of people who don't have that privilege and are immediately discriminated against just simply based on the way they look, whether it's um, Afro Latino or more Indigenous, um, we definitely talk about that. It's not all delicious food and and laughter. <laughs> There's also some struggle there, and and you know I'm I'm gonna do my best to to really bring out these these conversations and and share what they are because I think. You know, not only should we hear about the struggle, but we should also hear about the joy um, because we are unique and well-rounded individuals and it's time that we shared our own stories and shared the way that we want to be portrayed. So, you know, that's a bit of what I'm hoping to achieve. Um, You know, I don't think this is, you know, people ask me like, well, who's your target audience? And I'm like, you know... Anyone who's interested is my target audience. You don't have to be Latinx to appreciate these stories and to learn something new about a culture. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my spiel. That's my intro. Um, I do want to give a couple of thank yous. Just a big thank you to Ciomara España for designing the logo. Uh, thank you to Tracy Thomas from the Stacks Podcast for taking the time to sit down with me and answer some of my podcasting questions because I am very much learning as I go. Um, and, you know, a thank you to my guests for uh, listening to my spiel and like especially the first uh, the first few, many of them agreed to be interviewed before even hearing an episode. Um, so thank you so much for trusting me with your time and your stories. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Thank you to you for listening, whoever you are. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here because you're curious. (laughs) Um, And, you know, feel free to reach out uh, via our website, latinxlikemepodcast.com, with any questions, interview recommendations. I'm always looking for more people to talk to. I definitely wanted to focus on uh, women and millennial women, women. at first, but I will eventually be, you know, hopefully be interviewing, um, more and more people. Um, so please send those interview recommendations, um, or, you know, send us a note if you want to say hi. And again, thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast.